This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark. I want to welcome you to another episode. We are just trucking along here. Um, we do. I do have a little bit of news for you. We have another actor that has been locked down by the Crown. And for those of you who are new with us, locked down by the Crown means they simply just signed a contract with Hallmark. <laughs> because Hallmark Media, was, what is now Hallmark Media, used to be Crown Media Productions. And that name will hold a special place in my heart. So... With that, I am happy to announce that Mr. Brooks Darnell is the latest actor to be locked down by the Crown. Congratulations to you, Brooks. He, we know him in, um, there, he did a Christmas movie with Tamara. He was an advice to love by. And most recently, he was in Holiday Heritage opposite Lindy Greenwood and Holly Robinson Pete. He is the first black actor to sign an actor, meaning male, to sign with Hallmark. Holly Robinson Pete being the first black actor across both genders to sign with Hallmark Media. So, oh, and Heather Hemmings. I do not want to forget Heather Hemmings as well. She signed a deal with Hallmark as well. And they use the term multi-picture deal. So we don't know if like the exact number that they signed for it could be two it could be three it could be four it could be more we just know that it's more than one so i'm looking forward to seeing more brooks darnell on my screen in the coming weeks and months uh especially in a non-holiday context um i will be doing a review for holiday heritage soon as i did watch it live on this past friday so i want to again say congratulations to Brooks. And also, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode where I did A Tale of Two Christmases, Haul Out the Holly, but also gave you my experience for from Rama Drama Christmas. I genuinely were, wasn't meaning to talk that long because that could have been its own episode with me talking for 20 minutes simply just on Rama Drama. But I... I've had such an incredible experience with those women, Gabriel and Sarah, with the event, um, with that being my second Rama drama. Even though it was the first Rama drama Christmas in Chicago, it was still so special. It was something so special about it because it was the first Christmas one. And so I, it was like lightning in a bottle. It really was. And I, I take any chance that I can to relive those moments. Even in West Palm Beach, with that being my first Rama Drama event in general, that was a special moment in and like unto itself, um, where I had the chance to sell my books there. So I was a vendor and my booth was right next to Deck the Hallmark, which, you know, those are my guys. So that it was just so lovely. Like I could, I could continuously sing the praises of Gabriel and Sarah because they do wonderful work and they are out here pushing the plow in the Hallmark fan community to again create experiences uh, with our faves. So with that being said, let's start off this review episode with a fabled holiday. 
Now, if you listened to the last episode, you would know that A Fabled Holiday was one of the movies that was featured at Rama Drama Christmas. This was the movie that was the center of the Friday evening gala, where Brooke Dorsey and Ryan Pavey were our stars, our leading man, our leading lady. And the director, Ruby Monroe, was also in attendance. And there was a Q&A done by Emily Longretta of Variety Magazine. And then we got to mix and mingle and, and do the daggone thing. So I was too busy trying to process everything that happened. I don't want to relay what I said. Please be sure to go back and listen to my recap. But there was a reason why I, I wasn't in attendance for the full screening of the movie. So I had to do a rewatch where I could watch it all in one sitting and really consume the movie, you know, in its totality. So here we go. A Fabled Holiday. It follows the story of Talia and Anderson. Um, Talia, we see from a young child, she is one who has a, a big imagination and she loves to create stories. She loves to create other worlds. And Anderson is right there along with her going into these other worlds. While that sometimes he may joke about her big imagination, he's right there with her. And her dad gives her this book called Adventures of Wonderbrook or something to that effect. And she begins to read it to Anderson. And we can see that her dad has some health issues. And we there's a, a, t- a time jump three months later. We find out that he dies and she has to move away from their small town. And so Anderson gives her a notebook and she gives Anderson the Wonderbrook book, his own copy of the Wonderbrook book. And so from that moment on, they hadn't seen each other the rest of their lives up until this point where certain quote unquote magical things begin to happen to them. And they're each at a turn, a crossing roads in their lives that brings them to this village called Wonderbrook and magical things begin to happen. Talia begins to put two and eight together to make 10 to find out that the Wonderbrook that she read as a child is actually a real place. And it's a place where people come. It's a place where people who are at a crossroads, a crossroads come to kind of get rejuvenated, revived and, and understand who they are and kind of go back into the real world. So I have so many emotions. So I'm just going to start talking and I pray that it makes sense. (laughs) So I am a writer. I published my first novella last December. Um, Actually, it's been officially a year. I should probably do a post about that. It's been officially a year. Chasing Wind is one year old, one year old. And... I could relate a lot to Talia's character. I am someone who has a very big imagination. It's as vast as the sea, as wide as the sky. And I am one who, my imagination is where my passion comes from. That's where, I don't want to say my happiness, but you can really feel the drive and the passion that I have for creative writing, for language arts, for fiction, through my imagination. And I, and I know for a fact that that's something that's God-given, that's something that, that, that is a part of my purpose, is I enjoy creating worlds with words for people to go to, to understand some things of the, the actual world that we live in. So that alone, I had a personal connection to. 
and Talia with her big imagination and her becoming an adult and kind of having these fears of pro progressing and proceeding with her writing. I too can relate to that as someone who is fearful, who was fearful at points and how people would receive chasing wind um, because at points it has overtly Christian. Um, like I, I talk about Jesus explicitly because he's in my life. Like he's a part of my life. He's my, like, you know, it was me telling a story. And so I had all these types of fears and it, at, at points, it hindered me from writing. And I remember it was like when I first published Chasing Wind, I I didn't want like when it was out there, I didn't want to I didn't want anything to do with it for like the first four or five months of this year. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to see Chasing Wind. I don't care about it. It's out there. Whatever people have to say, they have to say about it. I don't care. I just don't. I just can't. <laughs> right. Um, but I, so I really had a personal connection with this movie from an imagination standpoint, from a writing standpoint, and from a writer who has fears standpoint. Um, what I appreciated about this movie was how it told the story of the movie and that it was enveloped in storybook narration. I loved it. I thought that that was brilliant. Again, I one of my biggest mantras comes from my granddad. I call him my granddad, um, my literary grandfather, because he's my biggest influence when it comes to writing. Mr. Clive Staples Lewis, also known as C.S. Lewis, affectionately Papa Lewis. Um, he is very big on how at 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 some points in literature, fiction tells a truth more truthful than nonfiction because of the way it is able to convey humanity, the way it is able to convey, convey principles and truths of the human existence. Whereas that's another discussion for another time, but that's, those are words that I live by is that fiction is like, which is why I have such a deep passion for fiction is that it's able to convey humanity in a way that is palatable that cannot always come through in nonfiction and so I feel like fiction gives people a way to understand people better if that makes sense and so I felt like having this movie told through storybook narration not only added to the charm but it added to how you were able to see the characters because it wasn't like we were just watching a movie but there was a narrator telling us what was happening with the characters and I really appreciated that and again I would just have bias because I'm someone who loves the art of storytelling I love story um and I I could see the characters for what they were and the role that they played. So like Mildred was the witch who was trying to get everyone to doubt themselves. So I saw her in that role. So it didn't it didn't quite surprise me when she was incredibly mean to Talia towards the end because I knew that that was like that was her role in the story because I saw like the characters of Wonderbrook as the story I almost didn't see them as real if that makes sense and even the fairy queen and the king with them being the inn owners I saw them in their role so I really it, it really added an extra layer of depth to me and how I consumed the story 
Um, but I, I feel like the way that they ended it, it kind of ended abruptly. And I think, um, yeah, it, it, it ended abruptly for me. And I, I just, I wanted a, a, a smoother landing, if that makes sense. Um, because then we get the author of Wonderbrook, which who I thought at first was Charlie, um, the older gentleman that we see throughout the movie. So I had to do a wait, what? But I wish we would have better incorporate. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I wish we had a smoother landing. But all in all, um, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I think it was something incredibly creative. Um, I forget how Christmas is tied into this as I <laughs> recall the events of the movie. I just think this is such a creative and innovative idea in general, whether it's Christmas or not. And I appreciated this. Um, so with that, I would give this movie three out of five crowns. And I think it's worth a watch. I do feel that they tried to over whimsicalize. I'm making up a word. Over whimsicalize Brooke's character because it seemed like she her like she turned her voice to higher pitches at points to kind of give this overly whimsical, big imagination type thing. And it further um it further proved a po- like it it I don't want to articulate this something like it's okay to have a big imagination and be an adult and it not be seen as childish this was something that christmas in toyland with jesse hutch and vanessa lingies linges conveyed beautifully that there is a way to utilize engage and have fun with with imaginative things and it not be childish but the way that they treated brooke's character and in um aesthetically kind of hindered that point if you will so that would be and then Anderson with being a doctor I I don't really think we needed I don't know like the more I think back I don't know if we technically needed that but it was nice to see as kind of a you know um like something to bounce off of because we have this super over whimsical imaginative um aspect and then Anderson kind of you know grounding it that's what I was thinking of being a doctor finding his calling things like that um I I did I I didn't care about the husband and wife um that point of view in the story I cared more about Charlie and Talia and Anderson than I did about the husband and wife so that wasn't necessary but all in all I do think it was an interesting watch. And I do think if you haven't watched it yet, it's at least worth one one watch. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on A Fabled Holiday. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when I come back, we are going to talk about Mr. Hines' Hallmark Movies and Mystery Movies. Time for him to come home for Christmas. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, everyone. 
So we are talking Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas, which stars Holland Roden and Tyler Hines. So this movie is about a young woman who receives a voice message intended for someone else. And she makes it her mission to find the person who left the voice message and also find the person that the message is intended. I'm sorry, she was looking for the person that the message was intended for to make sure that she gets the message. So um, she has a best, her name is Elizabeth and she has a best friend named Josh and uh, her and Josh are, when we see them in present day, they are estranged um, in terms of their friendship because one of their best friends passed away and they kind of dealt with it differently. Um, so that put a strain on their relationship. But Josh then uh, joins Elizabeth in this mission journey, mystery, if you will, to find the woman that the message is intended for. So... I was excited to see Tyler in another Hallmark Movies and Mystery movie, um, as he did one earlier this year with Always Amore, starring opposite Autumn Reeser. So I was excited to see that. And uh, this one went way differently than I thought it was going to. Um, in terms of plot and storyline, I was surprised that they revealed to us who left the message and who the message was intended for so early on. I was not expecting that. And so that very much took me out of the movie because as I wanted to really go along with Elizabeth on the journey to find out who the message was for and who then left the message. But in the uh, at the end, there are a lot of dots that are, that are connected that I will not um, I, I won't spoil if you haven't seen it yet, because I, I do think it is worth one watch to kind of experience it as a consumer of, um, you know, the movie. But I, 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 I can see where they were going with it and how they were still able to have an element of surprise and, and a plot twist, if you will, because of how they ended it and how everyone is connected in a way. But I... Even though the the destination was a oh, how we got there was kind of if that makes sense. Um, so I don't know if the payoff was worth it in 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 my opinion. Um, I love this is my first time seeing Holland Roden and I loved her in this. I loved um, I loved her as a leading lady. I felt like she brought something special uh, to the role. And I loved her with Tyler. I felt like, personally, she's probably my favorite leading lady that he's been with in his movies. And even the way Tyler... I felt like we this was a different character for him. Um, we saw what it was like for him to be truly friends with someone and have the love there. Cause I, I felt the love that he had that Josh had for Elizabeth early on. Like you could feel it, the care that Josh has for Elizabeth, which was different for me and what I, in the other roles that I've seen uh, with Tyler. So I appreciated that. And, um, 
I I have seen the uh, I have seen some of the other time for insert the word here time for pronoun to come home for Christmas. <laughs> um, I I think the only one that I haven't seen is one that stars Allison Sweeney. I didn't know she was in one, but I saw the first one with Josh Henderson. I saw one with Lacey Chabert and Stephen uh, Hazar or Hooser. And I saw there was, I saw the one last year with Brendan Penny and uh, Jesse Schramm, which was beautiful. I, that's probably my favorite one out of the series so far is the Brendan Penny one. But, um, I, the, we got to talk about the ending. The ending was like, dang. So when it was revealed who when it was when it was revealed to the characters who left the message, who the message was intended for, and you saw the reveal for them, it was kind of anticlimactic. But the declaration of love at the end of this movie was like Fourth of July. It was fireworks. That ending kissing was bonkers, new new, and the um the the cuddly session they had during the concert afterwards um post bonkers new new it was just it was bonkers new new <laughs> but um all in all i will give it 3.5 crowns out of five i don't see myself watching this again um I, I don't know if it has rewatchability personally for me it doesn't have rewatchability so that that would be that 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 would be my only um takeaway from it in terms of you watching it, is if you're someone who's um, hinged upon rewatchability, I don't think it has rewatchability. But if you don't care and you just want to see Tyler, then by all means, watch it. <laughs> by all means, watch it. So. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me here at Dear Hallmark. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you want to let me know your thoughts about a fabled holiday or time for him and mom and them to come home for Christmas dinner, let me know by leaving a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you're able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I can play it here on the podcast and respond and we can dialogue and that can be a way we can engage via the podcast. So be sure to do that. And if you haven't already, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Not only does it help me out with the Apple podcast and Spotify algorithm, but it also lets other people know that there is other Hallmark content out there for them to consume, not just at Christmas, but all year round. So thank you guys so much for listening and for spending some time with me today. Cheers to you, whatever you're doing, whatever, as you're listening to this, whatever time it is, I just want to say cheers to you. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.